Vai. Talk Live. 855-450-3733. That's the toll-free call-in line. 855-450-FREE. This is the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. You can call in, take control of the airwaves, talk about what you want to talk about. It's a completely interactive program and it's a completely interactive website at freetalklive.com. You can go there and upload stories or videos or blog posts or whatever you want to upload. And, uh, people will vote it up, vote it down. You can do the same with theirs. That's uh, freetalklive.com. And, you know, it's like everything with Free Talk Live. It's totally free. So have at it. Go and upload all you want. And I'll tell you what, you upload, uh, you link to something there at uh, freetalklive.com, it's going to get a lot more views than, say, someplace like your Facebook page, that kind of thing. <laughs> So. Unusual for talk shows to give away all their archives for free, but also unusual to have a live show on a Sunday night. Right, That's Mark? true. Live show. And Sunday we are night. live tonight. Please call in. 855-450-3733. So, Stephanie, we had a um, – you and I had an email exchange this week, and I found uh, you know some article that – it it looked good on its face, but <laughs> it was it was a total bunk. I'm not sure that <laughs> so I bad. really went for it, but uh, you know, it, <laughs> it it brought up some uh, some issues for me that uh, you know I would prefer to discuss rather than what the article is discussing because I don't think the article really did any good. So I'm not going to read that because you know it just wasn't that great. But <laughs> I do think on this program that uh, people probably have been waiting for you and I to discuss. The idea of theism versus atheism, right? Mm, and sometimes we start getting into that, but we don't really do it formally, I guess. Yeah. And this isn't, I mean, I guess this won't be like a formal debate or anything like that, but just just a discussion. You know? So, yeah, and I, I, don't even, I don't even know how formal debates work, frankly. Yeah, I think there are rules and I, pro- I don't know. Probably are. Probably just I, a little bit bureaucratic. I'm sure I break them, whatever they might be. <laughs> well, one thing that I do like about the idea of debate is defining terms. So there are probably some terms that it's important to agree on what they mean before we can have a meaningful conversation about it, right? I think so, too. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, one always has to define one's terms. And so I think I, you know, I'm going to start by defining theism as it means, you know, what it means to me. Okay. And mostly that means I don't know. Um, I believe that there is some kind of greater power out there and i don't know what that might be and i don't know where there is um i don't know if that greater power inhabits uh the consciousness of uh, humans or all life or you know it's uh, little bits of everything everywhere or it's one guy with a beard that sits in the sky i'm not sure wouldn't claim to know i'm reasonably certain after uh, all my years of being in uh, christian school and Sunday school teacher and, you know, no reading the Bible and all those things that that's the interpretation of some people of God. And it was probably as valid 2000 years ago as anybody else's interpretation, probably more so, you know, the the God of Israel, probably a lot better than the God Baal where you tossed your babies into him. Right. <laughs> but, you know, over time, I think that uh, people's interpretation of God you know, and, and the God has been used many times. I don't think anybody would disagree as a controlling source to uh, get people to do what they want. That is uh, truly the the the, um, the the kings and religious leaders love this idea of God because they can hand down these dictates. Um, they 
then they, they have a direct line to God, and yeah, you don't. They, they are God. They they are the uh, you know the interpreters of God, and and you aren't. Mm. So, to me, a theist is just somebody who believes. I guess there's something supernatural out there greater than us. Okay, so yeah, you started off by saying to me, theism means mostly I don't know, but I believe that there is a higher power. Right. And then, okay, so, so that's theism much- is is essentially a step in a positive direction. I think that okay. probably our discussion here is going to relate around positive statements because I, I think that you know the, the, the defensible statements are the ones where one makes no positive uh, ass- assertion. Right. Um, if you make no assertion. maybe, but does it ever really move things forward? If you say, "Well, we can never really know anything for sure." Agreed. And, yeah. Yeah, but but the person who doesn't who makes those claims is truly inhabits the high ground because he's not making any positive claim. I'm making no positive claim. Therefore, it, you must prove to me whatever it is that you're saying, and all this stuff is pretty much unprovable. Um, I disagree that it's un unprovable or unknowable, and I, I think that at Are you least define atheist for us. Sure, we could start off by that. Um, but one quick point before that, I think most people live their lives um, acting as though they know one way or another. You know, they base, because if you if you really didn't know, I mean, what would you do with your life? You kind of have to make a decision, right, um, based on how you conduct yourself. So uh, anyway. I think most people conduct themselves as, and I would use the term objectivist uh, at this, kind of like the, the, the universe is an objective thing. We mm-hmm. know cause and effect and how stuff works and... You know, that, uh, you know, the person of the great. That there is some reality that exists Mm -hmm. independently of how we perceive it. Sure. And I I think we're absolutely cutting up the uh, the finest one percent between your beliefs and mine here. So, I mean, I operate in a world where I look both ways before I cross the street. And if you believe that God, uh, you know, in predetermination, (laughs) then why do you bother? Exactly. If God has uh, set it all up ahead of time and, you know, that's this big uh, master debate between. um, Yeah, it's all in God's hands. Why not just. Yeah. <laughs> then why do you look both ways before you cross the street? Right. Um, and I do and intend to continue doing so. And I will teach my son to do the same thing. OK, so definition of atheism. OK, um, I guess that atheism is just the the absence of the of a belief in some kind of supernatural being. And it seems very natural to me. I mean, why if you think about it, why would there be a supernatural being when people are born, they start to realize things about um, the world that they can observe and understand. And none of those things really say, okay, there's somebody up there pulling the strings. There's a, there's a God out there. Actually the whole idea of a God, which is another thing we should, we should define um, is self-contradictory. You know, it kind of blows up on its own face when you think about it. I mean, something that's, uh, that's everywhere, but nowhere that has, um, a consciousness, but has no form, you know, has no brain or no uh, central nervous system. Um, that's all benevolent and all loving, but evil exists in the world. I mean, all of these things are pretty serious conundrums. And so if a God is defined by those things, it's hard to imagine that any entity like that, that fulfills all those characteristics could actually exist. So it seems natural to me that, um, why, you know, why would you think there was one unless you were, you were told as a child over and over again, that yes, there is a god and it you are going to hell if you disobey it i mean and both yeah. of us were told over and over again both of us uh, yes. you studied religion greatly you uh, you came from the jewish side i came from the christian side and i'd say that we're both pretty thoroughly damaged individuals when it comes to, uh, <laughs> to i've uh, tried to work on it religious but, beliefs yeah you yeah. know and i mean i 
it, you know, my ire gets raised when uh, people make positive statements about religion. I, I, I totally does. And, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, uh, you know, I, I, I love to I love to get into it with people about, um, you know, that, that claim to be non-religious, too. And mostly it has to do with sort of the evangelical aspect. You know, if uh, you know, it's whatever you believe is fine. Keep it to yourself and I won't argue with you about it. <laughs> really? But OK, but that argument doesn't apply to liberty. I mean, you have a talk show where it's you true. talk about liberty all the time. Why not talk about other things that you value I, um, or you and, think are true? I think it's fine to, when you're on the radio to talk about things that you value because, well, you're trying to get people to be engaged and entertained and those kind of things. And, and that's absolutely true. But when it comes to liberty, my goal is simply to have people stop using violence as a solution, violence and threats of violence as a solution to problems. Okay. Well, I don't know what the solution to problems are. I may be wrong in all of my beliefs other than that particular one. So I've decided to put all my effort behind this one sort of let's not use violence or threats of violence because they don't show who's right. They okay. just show who's left. Is cutting off a, per, a part of a person's body when they're a baby and can't consent to it violence? I don't know. Um, you know, there's these cultural, you don't know? There's these cultural aspects to it. I'm not prepared. You know, I did not circumcise my son. I assume that's what mm-hmm. you're talking about. And is threatening a child that they will go to hell if they don't obey you, is that a violent tactic? I find it, I find it uh, threatening anybody with hell to be a uh, the sort of passive-aggressive violent behavior by which people get what they want. They're simply mm-hmm. simply getting what they want. And they pass this down uh, from person to person um, that if, if religion needs to threaten hell then whatever it's got going on the positive side must not be very good. Mm-hmm. And you know, what about some of the... philosophy that you have, if you have to threaten somebody with eternal damnation on yeah. the other side of it, then whatever your philosophy is must stay. Yes. What, what do you think? I'm sure we'll get more into this. Four five zero three seven three three. Oh yes, we've just, just gotten started. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk Live, 855-450-3733, here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie, 855-450-FREE. Stephanie, you, in the uh, the last segment, we had br- you briefly touched on the fact that we have uh, free archives there at archives.freetalklive.com. Yeah, in case anybody was wondering um, more about that, you can go to archives.freetalklive.com. And you can hear Free Talk Live going all the way back to 2006, which is quite a long time. <coughs> Oops, you okay? I know you're recovering from a cold uh, this la- this last week. And, you know, I guess that backs up your whole thing, there is no God. Because, like, what, what kind of good God would let somebody get a cold? Would give a radio show host a, co- a cold and uh, torture all the listeners. <laughs> right. And why don't amputees' limbs grow back? Right. That's another good question. Anyway. Um, right. 
So you can go to archives.freetalklive.com and get thousands, literally thousands of hours of content of Free Talk Live going back for the past six years. And I'm sure you could hear a lot of extended discussions about religion, the nature of the universe, what happens to us after we die, things like that. And the number 42. And you can, I mean, you can search those. <laughs> that's right. You can search those archives, too, by for keywords, because we always put a little summary of what we discuss on the show. So they're easily searchable and you can find uh, Free Talk Live about pretty much any topic. You know, you can get more than 18,000 radio stations from around the world, whether it's through Pandora, <laughs> Appio, Live 365, MP3 Tune. You can do it with C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi internet radio. It's, it's great in any room of the house and you can listen to your favorite stations, stream from back home or wherever it is that you might want to get uh, whatever station is you want to listen to or even just some internet stations. They can, you can play your favorite music. Uh, you can get your favorite talk shows. You can get Free Talk Live. You can go to LRN.FM. Pandora, Apio, MP3 Tune, whatever. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane Company and their products, you know that, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, the Sea Crane Company makes the very best um, when it comes to electronic devices. You can get the CC Wi Fi internet radio at ccrane.com. It's a great device. Ian's been testing it out. I've It's right here in the uh, the studio kitchen, and I've uh, fiddled it with it myself. I actually really want one of these. Yes, nice. <laughs> ccrane.com. Crane spelled C-R-A-N-E.com. And if you don't have internet connectivity, then, you know, you don't really need one, so I'm not going to give out a telephone number. It's ccrane.com to get one. <laughs> so, Stephanie, we were talking about um, the difference between theism and atheism here in the last segment. I kind of felt like there was some incongruity in what uh, you said. You said, on one hand, that atheism is, is the belief in nothing. and then Or the, the absence of belief. Not it, It's like bald is a okay. haircut. Right. You know, uh, it's the absence of hair. The absence I've, of- I've heard this, and I don't <laughs> think it's true. Okay. Um, and, and then you had said that not having an opinion doesn't forward the conversation. So if you and I were standing in front of a dark room into which we could not see, but I suggested there's somebody in that room, Mm -hmm. and you suggest there's nobody in that room, we have both made a positive statement, haven't we? Like you're saying there's nobody in the room. Mm -hmm. I'm saying there's somebody in the room. And so the the lack of a belief as to whether or not someone's in the room is still a belief as to whether or not someone is in the room. It is not a. But why is the question? I mean, is is there some suggestion suggestion that there would be someone in the room? Like, why does that question even come up? Why isn't it just okay? There's a room in front of us, and who knows what's in there? So I, you know, now you're turning the analogy around on me to a rationalist uh, analogy. We in the world can look at the world, and we can and today in the 21st century, uh, we can explain a great deal of the world as it exists through science, through the ideas of evolution, through all these uh, these things. So why do we need these old-timey beliefs in God? But you would agree that – and that's a rationalist standpoint and you know everybody likes ration- – lots of people like rationality as a way to explain things. <laughs> However, it's not the only way to explain things. I mean, you know, what's your favorite color? There is no rational answer to it. Um, and – the fact yeah, that fair you, enough. That's a that's an aesthetic preference, sure. though. That's not something like, I don't know, ethics or something that you can objectively say. Yeah, this is true. You know, based on reason, and evidence, I'll read first my, principles. My zodiac, uh, you know, sign thing simply for aesthetics, right? I mean, uh-huh. it has nothing to do with a belief that my day is going to go the way that somebody wrote something in a newspaper for people. Born and those in things a are written period. very vaguely. Yeah, that they, could apply they to anyone. To <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, at the the same time, you would consider that well, 
the vast majority of people, all the cultures that I have ever heard of, all believe in some kind of God. Humans are, if nothing else, evolved to believe in the supernatural, right? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, and I don't know where it, we can't know I mean, if this where is a religion exhibit, exhibited. Now, the supernatural mm-hmm. going beyond even a belief in God, but a belief in, you know, just all kinds of supernatural essences. And uh, these, it certainly these has been prevalent. Um, but, you know, so has more than disease. Are humans say. Uh, evolved to get diseases? I mean, no, I would say that they are. <laughs> I would say that the things that cause us diseases are in, um, evolved in order to give us those diseases. But sure. But our ide- human ideas aren't alive but, in the it, same way. Okay, but yeah, I mean, ideas do kind of spread in a similar way to genes or living or this is Richard Dawkins, the whole meme idea that the All idea right. that spreads. Um, but I mean, if you think about the incentives for people to perpetuate religious belief systems, mm-hmm. it is very easy to control people, as you said in the first segment, when you can get them to believe um, in magical things, in things that are not consistent with the natural world that we we can all understand. And, you know, from the time that we're babies, we start forming ideas about how the world works. We realize that if we, you know, if we step off a table, we're going to fall. If we drop something, it's going to fall. We we notice that the sun sets and rises and stuff like that. We we make all these observations all the time, and then we incorporate them into sort of how we live and and what we can understand about the world. But when something is completely um, flipped on its head, when, when it's completely not compatible with what we understand about the world, like ghosts, angels, demons, God, you know, when there's no evidence that we can see for these things, or maybe we think there's evidence, but it can be explained in a different way if we just think about it a little bit more. Um, when there's when there's something that's completely unnatural, I mean, that really takes uh, some work to sort of get someone to believe that. And so part of that work is is controlling them, is beating it into their head from a very young age. I don't think it takes much work at all. Um, children tend to believe in, um, you know, the, the essences of people. Like, for instance, I'm reading a book that but has they to, can't tell, this, they, to, do, to do with the supernatural, and mm-hmm. it uh, suggests that people don't want to wear the cardigan that once uh, belonged to a serial killer because somehow they're going to get it on them. You know, whatever this might be. People, adults or children? Adults. Okay. And ch- this stuff goes into children, too. They they believe that... I mean, that is an irrational belief. There's nothing that's trans... Unless there was a virus or something. Absolutely. It's that- an irrational belief. And my claim here is... My only positive claim here up to this point has been essentially that humans are evolved to believe in a higher power. Now, that doesn't necessarily prove a high, higher power. It simply proves that, you know, whatever... You know, evolution is the path of least resistance. Whatever happens to, mm-hmm. you know, happen happens and okay so so even if humans if you let's just say we'll grant the premise that humans have something in in their minds or from evolution that um predisposes them to believe in a higher power does that make a higher power real it does not people believe in it it does however um require the rationalist to explain the because uh, because the person who you know th- this sort of historical belief mm-hmm. that uh, there's a person in the room we were using this analogy in yep. the past uh, you have to convince somebody that there you is you have a, to convince yeah. me that there is somebody not in the room even though there is you know th- there's no evidence that there's somebody in the room uh-huh. I'm just making the claim because my parents have always made the claim there's somebody in that room eight five five four five zero three seven three three your thoughts on atheism theism eight five five four five zero free free talk live. 
Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com, ccrane.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been prattling on about uh, theism versus atheism here on the show this evening. I think it's been interesting. Yes, it's and so clearly uh, some other people think so, too. <laughs> yeah, there's certainly. <laughs> 855-450-3733 if you think you have something interesting to, to put into the conversation. Stephanie, tell me about the Free State Project. Well, uh, whether you're creating new and old media to doing political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Learn more at freestateproject.org. It's freestateproject.org. I moved here in 2006 uh, as a participant in the Free State Project, and I really like living here change your life yep yep that's new hampshire it's uh the nice thing is uh you know liberty activists tend to yeah you know it's difficult to see the world in the positive light when you are trying to look at it in, in the realm of liberty unless you live in new hampshire then it gets a lot easier anyway free state project i, I think i take it for granted sometimes oh sure just having a community and having a lot of people i can go to who share my beliefs about liberty or and a lot of other things too um for a lot of people they live in places where they just don't have that Indeed. So it's really nice. Mike in Arizona, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, I was just thinking about it. And, uh, you know, it, it, that the whole thing about God or there being a God or not, you're right that people are programmed in their mind, in the very core of their mind, to believe in something higher than themselves. And the, the theory of evolution is just that. It's a theory. And I think that if you really look at what Darwin wrote, it wasn't necessarily the way people want us to believe it when we go through school, that we, we evolved from apes. It's that species in itself evolved due to their environment, not that species evolve into something else. Like, I like to think of myself as being greater and more important than an ape or a monkey. And I, don't, I can never imagine that I came from pond scum. Well, could you imagine that other things came from so-called pond scum? I mean, it's it's really not pond scum. It's like the beginnings of life, and you had to start somewhere, uh, whether that's a single-celled organism or, you know, whatever. You right, can imagine... It, like I said, it, it, it is just a theory. I mean, how do you know that something it's a, evolved from... It's a pretty good theory organism. with a lot of evidence to support it. I mean... Even nowadays, you can look at um, viruses like the flu virus that changes in response to environmental pressures. You can look at bacteria evolving resistance to um, antibiotics or expressing resistance to antibiotics. Um, so you can see some actual real examples of it right now, even with if, if with human beings, the time scale is a little bit too slow to see it directly. You mean like when the Centers for Disease Control manipulate the virus? Yeah, you're right about that. What about, uh, why are there still monkeys? Why are there still gorillas? If everything evolves into something higher, why are there still grasshoppers? 
Well, it Why are you can so have bad? some you could have something that um, diverge. You know, you could have a species that diverges into two kind of separate paths. One of them becomes a different species. The other one stays sort of the same. Um, so it's not as though monkeys are you know like actually turning into humans, but maybe something split off at one point. And actually, now they're. I mean, there was talk about the missing link for a long time, or something that was. Uh, Excuse me. You all right there, Stephanie? <laughs> so I think that one of the, uh, you know, my understanding and, and the, the idea of the theory of evolution is not antithetical to the idea of a god. Um, I happen to believe, you know, like I, there's just too much in National Geographic for me to just throw away all these different shaped skulls from tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions of years ago. Um, I just decided, you know, hey, I believe in a god and Fine. If you're talking about a course of over, you know, four billion years, then okay. I suppose he could uh, have meddled with things along the way in order to create what we have today. Yeah, and you, um, you guys have heard the analogy about the uh, the auto parts factory, right? I don't think so. Uh, I'll just I'll give it to you briefly if I have time. Um, imagine for a moment a building, uh, a well built building. That's loaded with door panels and windshields and tires and automatic transmissions and, and bearings and upholstery and headliners and instrument clusters. And there's a massive, massive explosion there. And when the firemen come and put out the fire and all the dust settles and everything's all cleared away, right in the center of the factory floor, there's a shiny, brand-new Cadillac Eldorado. And, I mean, that's the kind of thing, like, if, if you really think about it, the, the game, the, the what the powers that are that control the earth want you to believe is that there is no god sometimes the most simplest explanation is the easiest one to to actually realize is truth you know what i'm saying i mean how well there can, is a simple explanation i mean there is there is a simple explanation in evolution it's not <laughs> i don't understand exactly how um this analogy about a garage with a bunch of parts and an explosion um that's the Big Bang. They're saying that there was a huge, massive ah, explosion okay. many millions of years ago, and all of a sudden, after that explosion, we have this perfect, beautiful planet with it, with life on it, and air, and water, and and trees that can make oxygen, and and human bodies that you know can. Well, it's not. Can, it's not all of a sudden. I mean, <laughs> there's lots of different. Mike, I do it, thank you for the call. I thought he was talking about irreducible complexity, which is another thing that um, creationists often use to try so-called disprove evolution. But it's not true. I mean, what they say is like a mousetrap can't work if any of its parts are missing, like any individual part is missing. And so, for instance, um, mousetrap could not evolve. Right. And but that's not true because it could be used as something else. I mean, if you take away the spring from a mousetrap, it could be used as um, like a a tie clip, you know. (laughs) So there are other functions for things that are stepping along the way towards a very complex structure. I do have something to say about that. But since this is uh, the show Mm -hmm. about uh, calls, I'm going to take Kelly from West Texas. Excuse me. Kelly, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, I just listening to your broadcast there. It's a good show. I, I like, uh, like the website. It's a really nice-looking website, too. Thank you. Um, yes, uh, I, on the subject you're talking about, um, you, you piqued my interest, and I just wanted to call in and say, you know, uh, I like your bumper music, too, by the way. It's a nice heavy metal uh, stuff you got going. And uh, that's basically where I'm coming from. I'm a heavy metal dude. You know, I look like a heavy metal cat. I listen to a lot of shortwave radio. I, I, I don't watch no TV at all. I just sit by my shortwave pretty much all the time, and I listen to, of course, and I've listened to shortwave for a long, long time. Of course, during that time, I've endured a lot of uh, religious, you know. Are you hearing angles. Free Talk Live? On, are you hearing Free Talk Live on shortwave? 
No, no, actually, okay. um, I was listening to something else earlier, and you guys popped on afterwards right. on the Internet. Great. So basically, uh, you know, I've, I've heard it all, I do believe. I mean, every every which way you can put it, and I just don't believe in any, any God or anything like that. As far as, you know, well, where do I think we came from, I really don't know. But um, anyway, it's a good and interesting conversation you have going here, and uh, I just wanted to call in and, you know, just say that, basically, you Appreciate know, it, Kelly. I've Thank heard you. it all. And, Thanks for the call, Kelly. I'm Eight sure five. listening to shortwave, you do hear a lot of sermons <laughs> and religious. Indeed. 855-450-3733. Let's take Kelvin in Colorado. Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, good evening, Mark and Stephanie. Hey, Kelvin. Uh, hey, uh, I wanted to uh, talk about the definition of God, but before we get into that, uh, you're, I kind of disagree with your definition of uh, atheism. I, I thought that you guys uh, stated a lack of belief about the existence of God, and I would consider that to be agnosticism and the denial of the existence of God. Atheism. Yeah. I tend to agree with this, uh, Kelvin. I, I, I think that atheists will often uh, hide behind the agnostic bomb shelter in order to, uh, you know, to, to to get a rhetorically better argument. Okay, well, uh, Kelvin, in that case, I'm I'm going to agree with you that that I. I do not believe there is a God, or is I believe there is statement? no God. Um, okay, so that's a positive, I would consider that a positive statement, that it's not like I'm... Okay, a, I'm not an agnostic, that. I'm an atheist. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so what uh, has interests me uh, lately is the, uh, the definition of God. It seems like everybody that, that I run into, uh, at least for the most part, uh, believes that you know, their their idea of God is sort of like a uh, a super Santa in the sky that has uh, you know emotions and jealousy and feelings and all this kind. That's of stuff. what the Bible but, portrays it as, anyway. Well, but, but, well yeah, but the Bible is a very narrow. I mean, that's just one little slice of the whole theist world. Uh, Kelvin, hold the line here, if you would. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. He's going to say God is everything, like Ian. God is God is this uh, cranky awesome. being in the sky. Is that so? Tossing down lightning bolts at bad bad people. Eight five five four five zero free free talk live. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit don'ttreadonmeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on M-E-M-E dot com. Talk Live, 855 That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been uh, talking about theism and atheism this evening, people's beliefs about, oh, I don't know, God stuff. But uh, you can call in about, talk about whatever you want if you're interested in this t- topic or whatever it might be. Also, go and uh, check out uh, news.freetalklive.com. You can there sign up for the email list and get all the, the, the new news about Free Talk Live. Frankly, it's the way I get it. Um, also, you can sign up for our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, whatever makes you happy. Uh, we've got lots and lots of likes over there at Facebook, so maybe you'll like us too. News.freetalklive.com. 
Can I make a quick comment to clarify something? No. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Your Mark. talk show host, talk. <laughs> well, Calvin said before, you know, that he thought I might have been saying that atheism is a, like, I'm not sure. They're, they're, I'm not sure if there's a God or I don't have a, an opinion on the matter. And I guess I could see how it might have come across that way, but I really meant it as, as like a, just a, an absence of, um, even acknowledging that there could be a God, you know what I mean? Like, why would there ever be a God? Like, I no, there is no God, and why should we even acknowledge that there could be? But a lot of people who run under the atheist banner, and it's, it it is it bears. Believe me, if I don't, if we don't discuss this this evening, I am going to get these these comments on our Facebook pages that you know atheists is like non stamp is like a non stamp collector. We don't have any beliefs in God. Well, I do think that there are faith based beliefs around atheism, and I'm going to get into that here mm-hmm. shortly. But I think. That atheism, in and of itself, the terminology as it as it is used today, is a positive statement. Whereas agnostic is not a positive statement. Agnostic is a lack of belief in this, and generally a lack of desire to even discuss it. Usually, <laughs> um, and that there are people that this, this, there's these differences. There's uh, hard agnostics, soft agnostics, hard atheists, and soft atheists. Um, in you know these different people that have sort of these different philosophies, and they kind of meld uh, from you know a, a center point. Richard Dawkins has his scale of, um, you know, basically like complete belief mm-hmm. to strong atheism okay. all the way, you know. Well, let's go back to Kelvin. Give yeah. Him a chance here. Kelvin, you're back on Free Talk Live. Um, finish your thought, please. Yes. Uh, I wanted to say that, uh, that the type of God that uh, I guess we would put an anthropomorphic type of God. Yes. Yeah. You know, considered to be sort of like a, a superhuman kind of thing, uh, kind of reminds me of a, you know, it has a sort of smacks of uh, authoritarianism and statism in some ways. I mean, mm-hmm. you have the like, like we're subservient to these uh, these things that are above us, and we have this natural uh, desire to, you know, fall into line and follow these rules and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Anyhow, just believe it or go, you go to hell, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah, I guess. There you uh, go. Well, statism uh, is very comparable to religion in many different ways. I mean, I think if you want total oh. freedom in your life, you know, if you really want no rulers, you have to have no gods, no masters, nothing. Well, know? this is the old uh, creed of the uh, the anarchists of old: no gods, no kings. And and uh, you might add to that: no husbands too, if you're an anarchist feminist. All right, no husbands. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, you know, to me, marriage is just a relationship, and I don't see how people can uh, get along without relationships. But um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, in the past, I mean, you could probably see how someone like Emma Goldman might have thought that. You know. Because in those days, women were really controlled by their husbands. They were property. Really? I mean, there's three billion. Well, I suppose that now there's three billion. There were a, at least a billion men on the planet. She couldn't find one that she could uh, you know, live a... Oh, uh, she she did. She had life. a male partner, but they weren't, you know, husband and wife. Okay. They were just partners. Fine. I, you know, the stuff I've read from Emma Goldman all seems fine and dandy, but I really feel like uh, Murray Rothbard took the ideas of liberty and set them on a whole new track. Uh, Emma Goldman had some violent stuff that I really didn't like, and she also had some, uh, she didn't believe in property rights or, yeah. So I don't I, I don't see how you, I mean, I to me, property is essential because I own myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is it is essential. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. and it comes from. Yeah. Let's talk to Brian in Oklahoma City here. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, um, I'm an atheist and an anarchist and pitcher. Um, Do you throw Molotov cocktails at things? No, I don't. Okay. Um, pitcher, a kid in North Korea, 
being singing their national anthem and going on about how they live in the greatest place in the earth, you know, on the planet, and how wonderful, you know, their government is. And picture, you know, that same kid being forced to go to some place of worship, being told the same thing about his religion, that it's the greatest religion and number one on the planet. And now, now picture all the kids in all the different other um, countries all over the planet, all being told the same thing. Are they all right? They can't possibly be all right. Right. You so know? this is the suggestion that I'm an atheist, that I, Mark, am an atheist on all belief systems except my own. Is that the, the suggestion? Yeah, and atheists just go one further. <laughs> right. And I think it's a very, very clever argument, but I don't know that it necessarily addresses um, the, the, the sound issues. It addresses, indoct- addresses indoctrination and uh, the strength of it. Yeah, it just it kind of makes my stomach just kind of turn a little bit when I think of all the mm. you know children just being manipulated and lied to, and you know even this country yeah. as well. But don't oh, I, Brian, I Brian, I completely if, agree with you. I I feel sad for that too. If atheism is a positive statement, and Stephanie has said that her atheism is a positive statement, then indoctrinating your child with that belief is the same kind of stomach wrenching uh, you know problem that you might have, wouldn't it be, Brian? You don't need to indoctrinate them because ah, you, yes, you can Brian use lady. right, but you can use the natural world to show them that that it doesn't make sense why there would be I supernatural I things. I simply haven't discussed any of it with my son. Okay, so well, he'll probably get those ideas. What's what's that, Brian? My my kids have a choice. So like you their, have children. Their mother, their mother believes in Jesus Christ, and I don't. And the kids are familiar with both of our views. Okay, and. They can choose whether they want to go to church or not. They can opt out anytime they want. I think it's better that way. My wife and my religious beliefs don't differ so much. Um, so, you know, there's what we've done. What we've decided is that people have to come on their own to these beliefs. They're of no value if you do not come on your own to those beliefs. So, therefore, my son is going to come on his own. I had an interesting experience where I was with my Quaker meeting. We went to a breakfast at a local restaurant. I think there were five of us or six of us at a table, and um, you know, a couple, the couple, one of the couples there likes to sit in silence. I'm not going to call it prayer, but it looks like prayer to everybody else. <laughs> we bow our heads and sit in silence um, for you know maybe 30 seconds or something like that. And we all did this at this table, and my son Jack, I watched him while he uh, did this, and he did the same thing as everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see just how prepared young minds are to follow leadership in that area. Oh, I don't think they're thinking about God and giving thanks for the food. I think he's probably just copying everybody I else because he knows that if he doesn't, powerful, he might though, get punished. It? I mean, I don't think he would have gotten punished. Well, not by you, probably. But I know for me, like when I was a kid, if I, if I refused to say prayers, I would get called selfish and greedy and, you know, would get punished essentially for it. I don't remember anything like that. I probably never stepped away. Mm-hmm. But Brian, sometimes at work, like people just randomly just open up in prayer, like in a gr- group, I don't know, some safety meeting or something. And I don't know, I think it just catches me off guard and I think it's growth. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three, and I agree that there's all kinds of you know weird stuff that goes with uh, with uh, children and, and the belief in um, you know people you know people indoctrinating children in their religious beliefs. It's never going to make anybody happy. You can uh, you know the the people that believe in whatever religion are going to say that whatever way atheists are raising their kids is bad and wrong, and they're damning them to hell or whatever. So I mean, if oh, the- people are scared of that. I mean, actually. I think my parents were actually scared of that. They they thought that if they didn't raise me with a religion, even though they weren't particularly keen on religion, you know, that I would be searching for something my whole life and I'd be susceptible to joining cults and stuff like that. But 
No, I mean, that's not true. If you if you teach a kid critical thinking abilities, they're not going to be, quote, searching for something. You know, they'll be able to reason their way to answers if they need them. Mm. It's an interesting thought. So um, real quick on uh, atheists having a sort of uh, uh, the, 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 the idea of faith based belief in atheism. And I wanted to, to get into this yeah. real quick. I thought I think it's interesting that, you know, one of the problems with religion all along has been people in power handing down the information. Yep. Technology and information has gotten so vast and so obscure that now we are handed down information from on high that, you know, in the form of science, that we're told other things. This I can never know unless I'm a theoretical physicist whether or not matter was truly in a hot, dense state. And by that, I mean so hot and so dense that it would collapse the universe if one granule of the baseball – I mean all the matter in the universe in the universe – in the whole universe, these thousands and thousands of galaxies was collapsed into a size of a baseball is the claim. And then it explodes into what we have out there, the Hubble telescope taking pictures of innumerable galaxies. It's amazing to see this photograph. If you haven't seen a picture of the uh, all the galaxies that the Hubble took, it's just amazing. Probably search Hubble and galaxies and a picture and, um, you know, Google image search or something and you'll just see it. It's tremendous. But the idea of all that stuff existed in the size of a baseball. I mean, really? I've got a I've got a faith-based belief if I believe that God created this stuff versus all matter was in the size of a baseball. <laughs> Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been discussing theism versus atheism this evening, and it seems to be going along swimmingly, so we'll continue as long as anybody wants to. But if you want to talk about something else, you're certainly welcome to do that. But think about shop.freetalklive.com when you're doing your online shopping. If you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you can find different links there for different Amazon websites. When you're doing your shopping at Amazon, yeah, think of Free Talk Live and, you know, make an extra click for us. It's shop.freetalklive.com. And let's, Stephanie, let's go right into the calls here. We've got... Okay, to, do I get to respond to your Big Bang thing afterwards? Uh, well, you're in the last segment. Certainly you can, but uh, <laughs> okay. we'll have to reset at that point. We're uh, sure. you know, nine minutes away from that. <laughs> so we'll uh, go to Alex uh, calling from Maryville, Tennessee. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Um, uh, I think... Part of the way that theism gets framed so many times is only the Abrahamic monotheism, as if that is the only religion on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I know, you know it's the way Stephanie's been talking, you know, it's, it, it, you know, we get the impression that all of her experiences with any kind of religion were basically, oh, if you don't believe in this, you're going to hell. And there's a myriad of different uh, belief systems throughout the world where 
that doesn't crop up in it. It, it doesn't crop up in mine. And um, does yeah, yours have a name, or is it sort of a vague um, spirituality? Does Does mine have a name? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, well, Do you want to share that with us? Yes. Um, I am. Well, you, one of the uh, terms that gets thrown around is usually uh, I don't I don't usually call myself that uh, is also true. It's a oh. Well, people would refer to it as a neo-pagan religion. Ah, okay. Well, actually, you know, I, the I have of a uh, feminine form. Um, oftentimes, people will claim that Mary and uh, or Isis, uh, Asatru came from Isis, uh, or vice versa. Um, but Mary then uh, Asatru actually is uh, an Icelandic uh, form, which means true to the Aesir, the Norse gods. Actually, sure. Yeah, and actually, I want to I want to just let you know. I mean, I don't really talk about this too much, but when I was sort of transitioning away from Judaism, which was what I was raised with, I got really interested in Wicca and I started reading about that and it makes sense you know it's like the oldest religion and so I started um, there's started chicks re- involved too there are well, yeah if, if very by, sexy if by oldest you mean it was created by Gerald Gardner in the 1930s <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know they claimed it, it that it's the old religion that it like paganism they, is what they like to claim. I don't I don't make any claims like that I all I claim is that I'm, I am part of a movement that is trying to reconstruct the best we can to our ability the old religion, mm-hmm. uh, our, our our version of it, and it's not. Wicca is very. Uh, it it draws from a lot from. I mean, you may have a ritual where you would invoke, say, Isis and, uh, uh, you know, the Japanese sun goddess in the same. Which I don't. They the the thing basically it comes down to is that all cultures are basically the same in Wicca, which I don't necessarily believe that they all are. Um, okay, so I mean, what? I how do you reconcile in uh, the the dance of the seven veils by Tom Robbins is where I heard about this. Okay, well, I mean, I I know it's not exactly the same thing as what I was reading about with Wicca, but the point that I wanted to make was that you know, with with Wicca, it was like nobody told you you were going to hell or anything like that, and that was an appeal to me at the beginning. But then I sort of realized hey, this is all supernatural. There's no evidence that this could be real. And I don't, you know, I don't think that it's true that you can cast spells and do things like that. And Many of the it, vers- early versions spirits- of Christianity didn't send people to hell, didn't threaten hell to, with people either. I mean, oftentimes that these things just weren't discussed. Yeah. It, the, the incorporation of Hades into the belief system, and certainly there are some stories, uh, Jesus told the story of the, this uh, apocryphal story of a, a guy who, uh, you know, a rich man who, you know, poor guy Lazarus puts... Uh, wants water on his tongue and this kind of thing. So, I mean, just, it, it's interesting, but a lot of these stories get stick together, stuck together. I mean, the Bible wasn't edited into its uh, form in for like 300 years. So, you know, I mean, there's these early forms of Christianity that existed that didn't believe about it at all. Alex? Uh, but um, it just, uh, that's, it reminds me, I had the same uh, kind of reaction to seeing the Bill Maher movie Religious, where he, you know, his basically his, Conclusion is religion is simply evil when he only looks at three religions. And I thought that it was the <laughs> the meanest little bit of uh, yeah, activism, he, I didn't, religious activism I'd ever I seen. I didn't like that movie, and I'm an atheist, and I, I didn't like it because he was really pretty cruel to certain people. Yeah. He would go into their churches and make fun of them and with his cameras, and it was just... I didn't like his approach at all. Alex, thanks for the call. Yeah. 855-450-3733. So now when I the- talk about atheism, I just kind of focus on, I don't know, 
maybe I'll bring the the big three, I guess, monotheistic religions. They do. It does cover a great deal of uh, of the people in the right. planet's belief system. And especially the people who are listening to this show, because we're in the, yep. in the U.S. And, you know, maybe if we were in, in China, it would be the, different. But... We're English speaking, um, you know, and lots of English speakers. Okay, sure. Fair enough. To the uh, the show. But, so but the, the common segment. thread with all of these religious beliefs, whether it's a vague sort of new age spirituality or it's a it's an actual, you know, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, they they all have elements of of supernatural. You have to suspend your they certainly well, suspend. Well, you have to sort of <laughs> no, you have to suspend um, your ideas about reality in order to accept these things. You have to suspend critical thinking. And so that was the point that I was trying to make in the mm-hmm. last segment regarding okay. the Big Bang is I almost I have to suspend my ideas of reality and uh, decision making in order to believe in the current theory behind the Big Bang. And that is, is that all matter was in a um, is in this super hot, super dense state state where if you can just imagine the sun shrank down to a yep. uh, uh, the size of a baseball. And it's, then it's hard to fathom that it's millions of suns shrank down to the size of a baseball and then all matter, all asteroids, all planets, all all people, all whatever, and all over the universe is, uh, you know, uh, what, 14 million years ago or something like that. Uh, they were in this hot, dense state that then exploded and, and threw galaxies every place. And, yep. you know, the Earth came to be in maybe, what, three trillion, three billion years ago. I, I can see why somebody would be skeptical of that. And, of course, there's no way to prove it. You know, I mean, you can do experiments that might replicate it or something right. like well, that. I, but... I would have to dedicate my life mm-hmm. in order to prove or disprove this and i well, think and that, that's not practical and that's right? how un um unaccessible science has become for the average individual so this is mm-hmm. one of the the difficulties if this is the truth so but then why do you even be- a higher level of faith for the average person to believe that story all matter existed in the size of a baseball than it is that there's I, you know some magic guy in the sky with a beard that tossed I disagree down lightning that, bolt of bad people that it's faith because faith is belief without evidence right and but for the according average person, to physicists no evidence well i mean but do you believe to the preachers yeah sure so you have to decide whether you whether what somebody else claims is valid evidence that's faith um no faith is no evidence I mean, why do you believe? Mark, I don't Mark, have any Mark, evidence. Why do you believe anything? Because, because you can't directly study every single thing that you believe. The tr- that's the truth. It absolutely is. And I think, and I would, cons- con- I would say that people generally in their life take information on authority. <laughs> authority means uh, believing somebody because they're better or whatever. Um, and you know, I absolutely agree with you. You test, you know, uh, you know, theories and beliefs in your own life. You come up with whatever it is that you believe. With through. scientists, there there are multiple scientists, and each of them wants the glory and oh, wants yeah. the fame. So they're kind of checking each other on their. I, the scientific method, mm-hmm. no doubt. But there's no way way for them to really prove or disprove the Big Bang. They can come up with different competing theories, and it's all very interesting. If you're interested in it, I only want the very encapsulated uh, stuff. Well, does I'm that, not ready to That to brings up an important question, though. Does it really, I mean, does it matter how we got here, or does it matter I more? I think it does in the discussion of whether or not there's a God, that there's two things that really matter. It matters that really what matter to people is what happens to me when I die mm-hmm. and and how should I how live the my heck life did we get here not how they should live their life because to me that's the that's the the single the weakest point behind religion you think how you live your life is the weak point behind religion but they've put so much emphasis on Absolutely. ethics and because because people choose uh, because they're scared 
Right. The people that, that teach religion are scared. But I went to prison, and I spent eight years of my life in prison, and I believe largely because I was not given a foundation that morality is good for morality's sake, but mm-hmm. a foundation that morality is good because you'll go to hell if you don't. Right. Once I f- cease to believe in hell, then what, you know, Katie, bar the door, I can do whatever I want. 855-450-3733. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. This evening we've been basically batting around the uh, ideas of atheism and theism. And I was joking with Mark before the show that next we should talk about voting and then we should talk about feminism after yeah, that. <laughs> just, it's all the things that get me riled up. <laughs> One is enough for a night. Maybe we'll do a series, Mark. Indeed. Next week, the we'll tackle voting. The things people want Mark to talk to <laughs> Stephanie about. <laughs> oh, God. 855-450-3733. This is really important, Mark. I think, it's, I think it's very important to talk about things like this. There are lots of people in the liberty movement who I hear say, oh, no, you know, it's, it's totally fine. Religion and liberty can totally coexist. It's no big deal. We got to be welcoming to everybody. But, you know. I think that. You think that? Okay. Pretty much. Um, cause I don't think they're, they're compatible. And of course I wouldn't like hold it against any individual who was religious, but I, you know, I do like to point it out that I think you can get a lot more freedom in your life by freeing yourself from supernatural ideas as well as, um, you know, the idea of government. I don't think that one has to have, um, disempowering ideas around one's religion. Um, I mean, you know, there's, there's all different. Are they inherently disempowering though? What's that? Any religious idea, even like the vague spirituality. It's like there's something higher than us. There's something greater than us. It's out of our hands. There's something higher than you and greater than you. I mean, you, you could be washed away by a wave tomorrow. Um, you know, oh, big, of big course. Enough. But so, I don't believe that the the wave has is God, you know, is indeed, but is pulling the strings or is, you know, determining things about my life. You know, or people judging more me <laughs> and less who believe in God more and less believe, um, you know, what whatever that, you know, whatever the uh, prescriptions are of that God. Right. Like some people believe you have to live this way or that way. And it can be very disempowering on their lives. Yeah. I think that people can believe that essentially that they believe that there's this loving being out there that's, uh, you know, that's good, good fella that made things. Yeah. I don't think that that's disempowering in any in, to me. It's not disempowering in any way. And that's essentially the sum total of my religious belief. You can get love from your wife and your kid and your your friends, you know. Um, Do you need an invisible friend to love you, I don't need it. (laughs) Uh, I just believe it. Okay. I mean, do you get comfort from that? Like, do you you think it's scary to to think that there might not be a God? I don't. 
Okay. I, I think that I think that a lot of people, a lot of atheists, believe that uh, that you know that there's the 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 no god in, in foxholes uh, you know statement. So no atheists in foxholes. No, yeah, no atheists in foxholes. So therefore, the opposite of it is true: is that people who believe in God must be scared. And as a person who tends not to believe that there God's, is that phrase, the fear of God. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I, that tends not to believe that God's uh, very responsive to prayer uh, because you know if <laughs> simply because <laughs> you know he's not a short order cook um, is what my belief is is that if God hey. has a plan, whatever that plan might be, it's well beyond whatever I might figure out for myself. Oh sure. Or he, maybe he has no plan at all. Well, in the, the same purpose way the of the guy who builds an ant farm doesn't have a plan for the ant farm. The purpose of prayer, I think, is for the person you know who's praying to feel. And comforted. There's a lot of evidence for that that it's really um, that it's it's very good for them from a what alpha wave standpoint. Well, and I've heard I've also heard evidence that say people who believe that somebody is praying for them and they have a terminal illness, like it can be they they actually do a little bit worse because they believe well it's out of my hands. I don't have to try to stay alive. I don't have to. Um, keep that fighting spirit because it's out of my hands. There was one large scale study that had to do with uh, people who were being prayed for, people who weren't told they were prayed for, people that were told they were prayed for but weren't, and yep. people that were uh, told they were prayed for but um, were told they were and prayed were. for and were prayed for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember what the outcomes were, but it was kind of interesting. There have uh, been a lot of studies on, on this, and I don't know why people do these studies it seems like it's fairly obvious but well, i think that i think that there are a lot of atheists they never, in the science community and i think atheists generally surprisingly a lot of times not have access that to grind. not that many because it's actually 50 50 isn't it okay approximately so general population in the u.s there's approximately 15 percent of people who aren't really religious not necessarily atheists but like don't go to church don't really claim a religion or anything among scientists, about 50% are religious, but among the top scientists, like the Nobel Prize winners and stuff, only about 10% are religious. So scientists are more likely to be religious than the average American? Is that what No, scientists is? are less likely. Less likely so, than the average American. Less likely American. to be religious than and the average. the top level ones are very unlikely. Is that right. the claim? Right, okay. exactly. Great. And I think that that cl- proves nothing because the, the scientists have come up with uh, many theories. And now I mm-hmm. address the Big Bang Theory. No, it doesn't prove anything. It's just, you know, you asked how many... You asked if scientists were more likely to be atheists than... No, I said that scientists were more likely to be atheists. I guess I was proven by that statement. And that atheists are more likely to have access to grind. And so that's why they would come up with uh, these (laughs) these questions. Wouldn't um, liberal liberal status be likely to have access to grind too? Sure, but they don't do science. Yeah, they do. I mean, okay. liberal and oh, I see liberalism and academia are tied together very gotcha. closely. I, I, I imagine it's a lot harder to prove statism works, um, but they've, there's, there's some <laughs> nobody's evidence. trying to prove it doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, the, they are. There's the, lots of think tanks out there that are spending their time doing that. Yeah, so but scientists I want to address the idea of the. Um, now I address, addressed uh, Big Bang and saying that that's sort of a faith based thing. Oh, it takes even wait, more before you go on about prayer, I wanted to share a funny quote that I like from Dan Savage. He said the nun. Uh, oh, he is a sex advice columnist. Okay. Savage love. All right. Um, <laughs> so he's an atheist too, I guess. And he said that the the Catholic nuns in his school when he was growing up used to tell him, "All prayers are answered. Sometimes the answer is just no." Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they're to- they're told you're told the answer is no, yes, or not yet. Um, is what I was taught. And, you know, they're pretty oh, much they really tell that right? to you. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, uh, you're going to get a bike. No, yes or not yet. Um, 
And I think that it's it's rather juvenile to spend your time pl- praying for things from God. Uh, you know, if if he has some kind of plan, he is going to and, you know, intervenes and all that kind of stuff. He's probably going to do that on his own. And uh, you're you're coaxing. <laughs> I don't know how much that does. But, you know, whatever. That's uh, different people's theories are, are theirs. But the so science has come up with this multidimensional theory, too, that there are talking in- about string theory. I'm I'm not sure what the term I, I think it's called uh, multidimensional theory. Okay. Um, this is the idea that there are dimensions, uh, infinite number of dimensions, um, in which all kinds of different things happen. In one of these dimensions, you are 60 feet tall. You have uh, curly red uh, Twizzler hair made of Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. You are wearing a uh, a yak skin coat, and I and <laughs> I am a parakeet. Awesome. Okay, and you still find me strangely alluring in that universe too. <laughs> um, the so. To suggest, like, you know, when there are these all these different universes Mm -hmm. that have all these different possibilities um, in them, that a god is an impossibility seems kind of strange to me. Like, but what universe are we living in? The one with a god, maybe, or maybe not. We don't know. The the universe (laughs) where the god is very well hidden. Okay, in this universe, it doesn't seem based on everything we know that there is that there could be a god. The idea of a god is there's not somebody in the room. Um, we were using an analogy early on yep. in the show that uh, that to, to state that atheism was a positive belief system in that if we were standing, if you and I were both standing in the room and I made the statement that somebody was in the room, that I was making a positive statement. And that also, if you were saying that someone wasn't in the room, that you were also making a positive statement, which is that you were making a claim, positive making. Meaning, OK, making so, yeah, I'll say there's no one in the room. Right. So and there's no evidence. A ludicrous claim in a multidimensional. Uh, I don't even call it. A no, multiverse. because it's. It's not like saying there's no one in the room. It's like saying it's it's like saying there's not a square circle in the room because like a square circle circle can't exist in the first so place. So God can't it can't exist. No, it's self contradictory. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Eight five five four five zero free. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at Mark at FreeTalkLive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the sacral toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You're listening to Live Sunday Edition with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. You can call in talk about whatever you want to talk about. But if you're an outdoors enthusiast or you just want to, you know, have some gear in case the, the big one comes, um, you can get... Camping, hunting, survival, shooting gear, everything, name brands at the very best prices. I'm always impressed whenever I do some price comparisons with anything that I find at manventureoutpost.com. They've got the knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, tents, laser sights, tactical flashlights, uh, all the the kind of camping gear you need as far as uh, cooking gear, outdoor apparel, fish finders, boating equipment, all of it. 
They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and some prices are so low they can't even mention it on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Use coupon code FTL. So, Stephanie, in the, uh, in, in the last segment, you mm-hmm. uh, made a statement that uh, God was self-contradictory. Was that the terminology used? Yeah. I mean, I sort of went over it in the, in the very first segment. But, you know, how you could... must have slipped right past me. Us theists aren't as smart as you atheists, so you're just going to have to make it clear for me. Oh, no. You're just as smart. <laughs> you're very smart, Mark. But, you know, um, what I was saying is that how could you imagine something existing that has uh, consciousness, but isn't like it is no is it isn't yeah isn't in one particular place? It's everywhere but nowhere. It's all loving, but yet there's evil that happens in the world. I don't know that everybody necessarily makes a, uh, a statement that God is all loving. There is the maltheist uh, uh, maltheist Malthe- yeah maltheist uh, belief system, which is that if God is there, God is, is evil, yeah m- God exists and I hate him. <laughs> That's the maltheist <laughs> and. I think that uh, those people are frustrated Christians generally because mostly what they do to prove this is quote the Bible, and you know you can certainly make a uh, reasonably good uh, a good case that uh, the God of uh, the Old Testament is pretty uh, pretty pretty rough dude. Yeah, so, jealous, angry God, right? Yeah. Isn't that what he says in the Bible? Yeah, or smoking, smoking mountain God. Yeah, yeah. Um, they you know these hurling these... lightning bolts at people, like you said. And if you look at the gods of the time, nothing unusual going on there. Yeah, but whatever. Um, the so I, I don't know that everybody considers him to be all loving, but I if but that's a pretty the very common theme in super, supernatural mm-hmm. so, sort is of outside gives, of nature. Indeed, outside of nature. That doesn't make itself contradictory. It just makes it supernatural. And I think that you know. So therefore, the claim that God has uh, no corporeal form necessarily, uh, but has a consciousness isn't really that incredible. I mean, if you believe in multi-dimensional uh, universes, and as I understand it, um, you know, even like those, those exist. As Why I do understand you have it. to go all the way to the alternate multi-dimensional universe that's where God would exist, right? to see where like, God is? If, I mean, we're living in... ants, the guy sitting on the outside observing the ant farm is in a different universe, essentially. So that's... That, that, to me, it's a it's a fair analogy. But because he doesn't have don't just, form here, right? People don't just say that God is sitting back and observing. They often say that God is pulling the strings or is judging Deists you. Or say is that God um, is just sitting back and observing? So I mean, there's different. The, the problem so does, with making arguments, then does that have any effect on how you live your life if you just think there's a God watching? Not much. I mean, that's kind of the the early form of atheism really was deism, um, this uh, belief system that was held by many of the founding fathers, interestingly, of this country, um, where many of them were deists. And this was the belief that God came, set the universe up, let it uh, like like a clockmaker, made the made the and universe then walked to function. Away. I kind of like this because I really do believe that the the universe functions in a way that uh, morality is rewarded and immorality is um, is punished. I think that some people manage. Yeah, to, actions have consequences. Sure, I manage to use often moral. Some people will use um, immorality to their favor, but I think that it generally doesn't work. Then again, maybe I've just watched too many movies where the good guys good guy wins. I, I don't know. I think yeah, oftentimes. Um, there is sort of hell to pay, I guess, if you speak uh, figuratively, you know, when when you do something that hurts someone else, you know, in your own life and it's hell on earth. It's not <laughs> it's not afterlife. And the idea that that you should suffer so much in this life because it doesn't really it's the blink of an eye compared to eternity. You know, that Some people believe in suffering, yeah. no doubt, but not everybody believes in suffering. So, I mean, this is the difficulty that you have as the atheist in this uh, discussion 
is you know you're trying to nail down the 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 belief systems of theists and they they really run the gamut there are native americans that believe that well uh, and that's a tactic they use too is moving the goalpost you know once you start to try to address well all all people who have religious beliefs they they will say you know if you address one specific belief five billion of the people on the planet right so they aren't working in concert against you i promise (laughs) no but i mean often when (laughs) they're not out to get you stephanie (laughs) (laughs) often when i talk to a person who has especially one who espouses like a vague spiritual belief system they'll you know, you'll address one point and they'll say, well, that's not really what I mean by God. You'll say, well, God, it's impossible for God to exist because this contradicts itself. And they'll say, well, you know, but I'm not really talking about like a daddy God. I'm talking about God is everything. And and then like you try to address that and then they say something else and definitions change and things get really murky and <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a fish that's slipping out of your grasp. <laughs> and I wonder to myself, why does anyone spend any time worrying about that? Because for me, what one's um, oh, I, the only thing I'll argue with somebody about uh, is, you know, on these issues is do you believe in hell? Because mm-hmm. I consider the belief in hell to be aggression and it's aggression upon the person whom it's being told, yeah. not necessarily by the person who is telling it because that person may or may not believe it. But sort of this in this long run, hell is this incredible tool to get people to believe what you want them to believe. Yeah, I, I can go on on this, but uh, we've got calls here. Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. I uh, covered a lot of what I had prepared, so I apologize if any of this sounds a little redundant. Uh, between zero and one, there are infinite numbers. That's correct. None of those numbers is a two. Likewise, even if there are infinite alternate universes, that doesn't mean that anything that can be imagined is possible in any of them. Hmm. Uh, so that was just sort of an aside because oftentimes people will bring up multi-dimensional theory and use yeah. that as part of an argument for saying, uh, yeah. you know, in one of them, a god could exist. Yeah. But the problem I have so now is—is is your claim then, Nick? Is it, is it a positive claim that God does not exist in any of the multi, um, the many multiverses out there, the 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 the, the, the infinite number of multiverses? Well, because this uh, is what I want from atheists. That. I want positive statements. Uh, now, well, the problem I have nowadays with talk about God is that nobody has a consistent definition of God yeah. by which to measure that statement. Okay. As Stephanie said last segment, the idea of God is self-contradictory, but that's only true for most technical definitions you'll find of the term. In more colloquial definitions, you might say that humans are practically gods from the perspective of ants, and I'm surprised that you actually said something like that, Mark. I think actually, uh, uh, we, yes, and I did, yeah. um, but I think that we are actually the larval form of a machine race. Uh, but let's say that we mark. discover. <laughs> but let's say a strangely that we, alluring one. Mm. Go ahead, Milk. I'm sorry. We're, we, we're flirting over you. <laughs> let's say that we did discover someday that there was an extraterrestrial being with the power to manipulate the laws of reality as we understand them. Okay. Would we call that being God or just an extremely powerful extraterrestrial? It's or interesting. It means- if you, I, I guess God would be the, the title of the being that is most powerful. And since the being that is most powerful exists largely in people's minds, um, then I would say that probably not. That, that person wouldn't be God. They would just be like a Superman. Uh, is that, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kick the, uh, the legs out of your argument. Go ahead. Wait, what? <laughs> a super so being Mark's, is only a super being. Mark's God's a, God. Yeah. Okay, uh, but 
but why? Because as far as I can tell, the question of God or not God is one of aesthetics. It's like asking the difference between magic and sufficiently advanced technology. It comes down to how one chooses to characterize sufficiently advanced displays of power. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every, there's always God hiding in the thing that you can't explain, right? You know, people said, well, we don't know how the weather works. It must be magic. It must be God, right? But over time, we learned how those things work based on with science. So just because we can't explain something right now doesn't mean that God did it. Nick, hold the line here. At this point, the only thing I'm sure of that there's no time travel because otherwise they would have come back and changed time. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Live 855-450-3733. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about. This evening we've been batting around atheism, theism, who's right, who's wrong. 855-450-3733. Mark, I just want to let the listeners know that um, I still have room to accept Jesus Christ into my heart, you know, if he just knocks at the right door. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're in a parallel universe, by oh, the way. I see. <laughs> This is the strangest thing. I, I <laughs> agog here. I, I have no idea what to say. <laughs> no, totally kidding. Gotcha. About that. All right. Parallel so, universes, if you have to go there to look for God, well, that's kind of a stretch. But there are parallel universes, right? Really? Well, that's as I understand the science community is telling me that. It's uh, uh, no farther fetched than that bi- that Big Bang theory where every, all the matter exists in the size of a baseball and then goes kerfuffling and I know blows up into universes. There's one universe that I live in, and that's that's what I base my actions on. I, I, you know, I, I think that this is the strongest uh, argument for sort of atheism, and I'm going to call it objectivism because I think that there's a bit of a difference. Um, this is the Ayn Randian kind of uh, theory of uh, philosophy, and I don't, and I'm not saying that every atheist is an objectivist, but this belief that <laughs> the, the world is as the world is, and I'm going to operate as the world is, and I think that most <laughs> people truly do this, whether or not they believe that um, they believe in some kind of supernatural being or not, that most of them operate in this fashion. Yeah. Uh, people that you know uh, will accept sort of this objectivist uh, idea simply are stating what is a true philosophy for them. So I think that that's the strongest argument, but it doesn't in any way say that there is no God. Let me tell you about Bitcoins. Bitcoins are mathematically impossible to, if, for them to be counterfeited or inflated. It's mathematically impossible for anyone, including governments or banking organizations, to block you from sending or receiving payments with Bitcoins. There are no fees for sending and receiving payments for Bitcoins. No one can freeze your account. They can't interfere with your account in any way. Your account is held on your computer and completely in your control. Bitcoins, in so many ways, mirror cash, uh, the green stuff that you hold, if, if you're, you, know, you have United States money, lots of other money, it's different colors, but um, they 
give you 100% con complete control over your money. The difference between Bitcoins and cash is somebody else can print that cash and you use it as money. Bitcoins, they can't print it. You can go to uh, weusecoins.org, watch the short video there, find out about Bitcoins. You need to find out about Bitcoins because they're changing. In my, my opinion, they're going to change the world. They're the most important invention since the Internet. It's Bitcoins at weusecoins.org, and you can get them at bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com gives you the ability to go to more than 700 locations uh, around the world, many of the United States, Walmarts, CVSs, uh, you know, banking organizations, 7-Elevens, all kinds of different places, and just deposit money without you know, completely anonymously and get some Bitcoins. So it's bitinstant.com. Go check it out. We were speaking with Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're back on Free Talk Live, and you were talking about infinite universes, something? I don't know. Nick, uh, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Hello? Uh, okay. Uh, I fumbled over my words last segment. I didn't hear what what you said when I asked, would we call this hypothetical extraterrestrial god or just a really powerful extraterrestrial? Okay, so we'll call him whatever you want to call him. What do you want well, to call him? Last segment, Mark, you said you would call it essentially just a powerful extraterrestrial, I would not call it a, a powerful god. powerful extraterrestrial. I would not call it god. Mm-hmm. Okay, but why not? How would you know the difference? Uh, I don't know how I would know the difference because I have a... You know what? Uh, when you see it, it's like pornography. Men, I have a mental picture of God, <laughs> my God as I understand who he is and uh, or who he or she. Or, you know, I, there's no, gen, there's no genit genitalia dangling beneath my God. But um, that, so, you know, I, I think it's gender. Are there genitalia inside of it? I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't really fit for me. I don't think it matters. Um, That's the other thing, you know, if God's people were made in God's image, why, you know, why does he want people to be circumcised? I don't. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> want people to be <laughs> circumcised, and there's only one small segment of uh, humanity that uh, God supposedly ever told that to. Mm. So, um, you know, that's your God over there. I think there. it's silly. No, not Jewish mine. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, hear, I hear you're angry at him. Go ahead, Nick. But no, my question is, what is the definitional distinction? What if I told you that God was just an extremely powerful extraterrestrial who lived on a higher plane of reality, and in that higher plane of reality, they have a superset of laws of physics by which he can or she can manipulate the laws of physics that we understand. I think that you can make a reasonably of... good argument for uh, this for the statement that you're making that uh, the, that person or persons would be God or gods, and that this perhaps mirrors the story of Christ coming to Earth and being killed by the masses. So then, I guess the question I have is. Is the distinction between atheism and theism about whether or not such a being exists or how to characterize such a being? Because I could, interesting. Because I could imagine that I could meet such a being and still not consider that being to be God. I would consider them a part of nature, not supernatural. I think that the term... Opinion, mm -hmm. Okay, so... so nature go ahead. Is, what? I, well, I was just going to say that I think that, um, as I stated before, I think that God, the terminology with the God is collapsed with creation of the universe and an afterlife. Like these are the two threads that really sort of uh, because people, people want people to answer those questions. Th those are the those are the questions that they want mm. that, that God is uh, that the story told around those things. So then, if this being created the universe that we know, that being would then deserve the term yes. God. I would say that that's true. That's interesting. I've never heard that because usually you I know, am I've a super a genius, of, Nick. 
I have heard a lot of philosophy and theology courses, and they usually stay far away from that. Uh, you know, like the argument, uh, are you familiar with, with arguments like um, like uh, the, the argument that, uh, oh, what do you call it, where you need to have some first uncaused cause, and they, and they define that as God? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Those are the arguments that I'm used to hearing. I love getting organs. getting these books, and I usually listen to audiobooks in my car and then yell at them as we're uh, riding down the road. Um, because, because I'm, I'm that cool sounds like, like that. a really peaceful driver. Because <laughs> I'm fat like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, these are the kind of things that I say to them. I, I wanna... so, so then, does this mean that in your mind, what makes a difference between whether you are a theist or an atheist is whether or not you believe that? The universe was created by an outside intelligence, as I, opposed to the beginning of the universe as we know it being just. To me, that's how I would define it. But it I think that was. there are people, there are theists that would define it differently. That the universe created itself. That the universe itself is God. That these, uh, you know, these these mindless pieces of rock are God. I don't believe that. Now, God may be in in somehow uh, inside of these mindless pieces of rock, but to me, God is a consciousness. So, a, or or a collection of consciousness. I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. Hey, that Nick. I want a lot of clarity. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring something up. Did you hear about this guy who was a he was a pastor and he was a snake handler? You know, one of these people who who believes what it says in the Bible is the truly faithful can can pick, pick up, up a snake and and, and if they get bit they won't die. Well, this guy was handling a snake in front of his congregation and he got bit and he said, "Take me to this woman's home to recover, not to the hospital." And he died. And his father had also died of the same thing, time. a snake bite. And I mean, to me, that's the ultimate example of of faith, you know, is is believing, you know, expecting one result despite all the evidence, you know, that everything that he knows about the world. And so I I just wanted to bring that up. I mean, because what we were talking about objective reality before that most people live their lives based on what they can glean. (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't. Exactly. And so is that just is that just what religion is? I mean, is it just going against all the evidence? Is it going, you know, against what you can observe? According to that definition, I'm not sure that Mark is religious, because from what I understand, Mark's uh, religious beliefs are informed by his experience. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to pick up any snakes anytime soon, I can tell you that. Well, right, yeah, and most people wouldn't, even people who do consider themselves religious. So there is some element in there of them living their life uh, sort of by thinking about it, you know, and not just accepting whatever they're told or and what the Bible says. this is your says. claim early on, and I think that it's a valid one. Nick, thank you for the call. Um, I think it's a valid one that most people operate, and you were saying like atheists, I believe, and I don't know that that's necessarily true, but I'll use the term, terminology um, objectivists, that mm-hmm. they look at the uh, the universe as uh, you know, this objective reality and uh, that they, they look both ways before they cross the streets and, and that kind of thing, even though they, yeah. they're supposed to be living on faith. Hmm, absolutely true. But I don't, I, you know, I think that it comes down to these uh, these two ideas is where do you go when you die? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this kind of uh, idea that ma- that matter is that energy is never destroyed. Mm-hmm. So if, if my consciousness is an energy and it's interesting to think of your consciousness as an energy, I don't know what it is. But uh, if your consciousness is collections an energy, of neurons in the brain firing together, there's in- certainly electricity in the brain. Sure. Yeah, so is my consciousness energy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, what happens to your dead relatives when they die? They they go into the ground. And hey, talk to me. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. That's right. We are live. One of the few shows that you're going to find live on the radio on a Sunday night. But we're we might still be live in a parallel universe, even. Yeah, I think I think we are. <laughs> 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been, well, pretty much on the, the topic of uh, theism and atheism this evening. But uh, let's talk to Glenn. It's and Free Philly. Talk Live. You yeah. can bring up whatever you want. Indeed. Glenn and Philly, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do theism, atheism for a second. Okay. Um, well, first, I, I hate that some of the things you're kicking around have actually been very cogently, you know, addressed by existing people in existing disciplines like philosophy and theology. So it's kind of like some, it's like disingenuous of you to pretend that there's all this ambiguity about things that have been actually very adequately and art eloquently formalized in the academic literature. Well, well hold on, hold on a minute. Are we pretending that there's ambiguity? I don't think we ever gave well, that impression. Like, uh, well, it just sounds like, well, I don't know about this, and I don't know about that, or how do you find this? How do you, like, the, okay, for example, you know, you, if you're going to talk about theism, okay, you can talk about um, polytheism and monotheism and stuff. But generally, you know, when Americans talk about theism, generally you're, you're groping around the topic of monotheism, okay? Usually. And the criteria for deity in monotheism aren't all that ambiguous. I mean, they're... They would be generally agreed upon, yeah. like by the three major monotheisms. They would disagree about who the god, who God is. But the, you know, I mean, the criteria of deity, you know, are basically you know transcendental consciousness. The you know that God is forever conscious, never slumbering, sleeping, never unconscious. Glenn, I said that the idea yeah. of God is collapsed with universe creation and afterlife. Don't you think that's true? Uh, no. Okay, I think that it is. No, no, no. and neither neither, neither well, would the bulk of the, is Muslim, Jewish, or Christian theologians. Well, I, you know, you know I, or Buddhist. I, for I, that I'm not doing a radio program for um, you know philosophers or theologians. I'm doing a radio program for the average person. I think the average person's questions about yeah, I mean, God. The average person would benefit from studying. Them they're just not. Ever, they're just not as smart people. as you are, Glenn. Go ahead and talk about whatever well, you want to talk about. Well, not, no, maybe they're as smart as I am in terms of IQ points, but I actually have some formal education in the matter. Maybe they lack education. Well, I'm it's, telling it's like you a bunch of people, uh, that I believe like of, that the average person's belief around God is centered around because it's one of the first things they'll talk about is where do you go after you die and right. how did the universe get here? So I believe those those well, things those are, are collapsed. Those are creation, creation's a big creation's, you know, those are, yeah, those are important things. But I mean, actually, the average person 
doesn't know that much about theology, philosophy, or epistemology, or any that kind of stuff. And there, there actually are formal disciplines where if you want to sure. think about but that. Formal well, disciplines have their value, and they can also get um, you know mired in uh, minutia that doesn't get down to the point in, in many cases. I mean, I've taken right, having, college having, courses. Well, well, groping around in the dark while having little or no information can also get miring as well. Hey, Glenn, <laughs> okay. Glenn, this is Free Talk Live, and you can call and bring up whatever you want. So if you wanted to clarify something that you heard right. that, that... It's not trite to call into Free Talk Live and say, I don't like what you're talking about. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying I don't like what you're talking about. I'm saying, you know, it's like a bunch of people who use turn lights on and off and plug things in, trying to talk about the electrical code. You know, when they don't have a book on the electrical code, you know, Glenn, it, it, Glenn hated it, it so much. He kept listening and he called in <laughs> two hours of it. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, it's, it's very so Glenn, instead of but saying anyway, instead, Glenn, hold, hold on, Glenn, hey, Glenn, Glenn, your your phone line is really going in and out. So can you uh, make whatever point you want to make? All right. Well, I, actually, the original reason I called, uh, I heard you talking the other night about, you know, things political and economic. And um, I was curious where you guys stand on uh, government-funded social programs. Do you think they're essentially good ideas or bad ideas or what? Uh, I don't you know, see. Things, things like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, um, food stamps, wage checks, things like that. Are they good ideas? Yeah, I, th- I think people need help and support in those areas, and I would like to see that done on a voluntary basis, you know, by people supporting each other, insurance systems, mutual aid, and that kind of thing. I don't think it's necessary to... Um, force everybody to contribute to programs like that. Wow. Um, actually, this country used to have a lot more, uh, you know, charitably funded things. I mean, um, not they Catholic, did. but one example would be Catholic hospitals or Jewish hospitals, you know, up in, uh, especially in the Northeast. Yeah, they did. Like Even that. education but was provided in, in manners like that. The Shakers used to do um, orphanages. Do you really think modern people are uh, sufficiently benevolently inclined to actually fund such efforts adequately for 350 million, a country of 300 million? I think this is the most uh, generous country the world has ever seen. I think as people get more money, they tend to be more generous. And yeah. I think and that would you, Glenn? And I think that yeah. Well, Glenn wouldn't. That's uh, as evidenced by the his, his statement. I mean, <laughs> thieves believe that that people steal, and so Glenn does not believe himself to be sufficiently uh, generous in order well, to support these programs. And let's not forget too, oh, a lot no, of the no, no, these no, programs. No, 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 hey, no, 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 hold on I, a sec, Glenn. <laughs> Did you just cuss? See no, it? he said presumptuous. Well, he's gone anyway. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, good. good um, <laughs> well, the, the phone line was really bad. And yeah, you can listen. Uh, you can listen in on how bad that phone was uh, through the archives at arch- at uh, freetalklive dot com. But anyway, um, well, he thinks we're groping around in the dark. You know, right, I we're we're dumb. So none of the, <laughs> the solutions that we come up with are going to be any good. Only the solutions that are come up with by uh, you know right thinking liberal uh, academics are going to be the ones that uh, that that work. Well, for we Glenn. don't want to presume that that's what he was, but really. Uh, it, Do you, you don't want to presume that? I don't know. I didn't. I wanted to ask him what he thought of that, actually. I wanted to ask wanted him to ask what he him, thought of those government if programs. If all people are bad or greedy, then how in the world could you possibly you let those people get into the government? Because mm-hmm. if all people are bad, then the government's just made of people, then that government is just going to be full of bad, greedy people. If all people are good, as the people in the government must be in order to administer these programs, then why do you need one? If people are motivated by incentives, then the incentive of creating a organization that has monolithic power that uh, you know is basically runs unchecked, obviously is only going to collect people who are either lazy, bad, mean, or evil, or whatever. I mean, these are not going to be the very best people who are going to be attracted to these sorts of jobs. 
and those programs, too, that he was referring to, Medicare, Social Security, all those kinds of things, they have some serious overhead because government is just Medicare, doesn't have... people an- on Medicare right now are paid in a quarter for every dollar they get in coverage. Yeah. That's an insanely broke system. Yeah. And it's not sustainable. I mean, I don't believe that Social Security is going to be around for me, you know, when I want to collect on it or whatever, or well, when I'm old enough so, to collect on it. Social Security doesn't matter to me because I don't, it's, no. it is not uh, volunt- It is not involuntary. No. And it, employers must administer it. And it's it, not very good either, though. It's, it, the return it. on investment is, like is, is terrible or yeah. even negative, maybe in some cases <laughs> if you factor in inflation. But sure. And it's also racist um, if you consider that uh, mm. black people tend to not live as long as white people, men not uh, tend not to live as long as women, and the poor mm. tend not to live as long as uh, as rich, then you'll see that for every rich white woman getting Social Security, there's uh, three poor black men that have to work in order yeah. to fund it. Yeah. And that's not fair. No, it's not. And it's an entirely broke system. And we yes. can do a lot better than that. I mean, I believe these are legitimate things. Like, people need help. People, um, you know, need a safety net of some kind. But that can be provided on a voluntary basis. You don't have to forcibly take money from everybody and it create these bloated government programs that aren't really effectively doing the job anyway. And often people will talk about the safety net turning into a hammock. And I think that this is a legitimate critique of social safety nets is no one's going to claim that there's not fraud inside of the uh, these welfare systems sure. and whatever they might be. And I certainly I'm not going to claim, you know, I'm going to claim that there's probably more than 25 percent. Um, insurance companies say that about 25 percent of claims are fraudulent and they have a really effective policing system. I'm only guessing that um, that there's more than that inside of the welfare system because there's no way to find out because the government's so inefficient they can't even tell you how inefficient uh, their programs are. So, yeah, I think that there's fraud and I think that that fraud results in people not being incentivized to get out and and work and be productive. Sadly, that's the way it is. I've seen it with I've seen it in my own life with people. I've seen people that I know act this way. Uh, a friend of mine was on social security disability because he claimed to have mental uh, health issues. He Got off of it and tried to do a job and without any counseling, mind you, had no counseling, whatever. Oh, wow. So just they didn't dis- get him help for his, no, they his just disability. Gave him a check oh, wow. For depression. And wow. he went out, he, he got out and got a job, didn't like the job, wanted to get back on it and couldn't get back on it. So he went out and started his own business and he's doing fine now. Hmm. Really? He wow. just needed to work for himself. 855 450 3733, Free Talk Live. Your thoughts are welcome. 855 450 free. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever you include, talk about whatever you want, including how dumb I am. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Maybe that guy had just been listening to too much talk radio. He was really into the high conflict kind of call. It's cranky. Whatever. Yeah. 
855-450-3733. I'd have kept him on a little longer if it hadn't been for the phone. It's just... Yeah. It's just bad radio. Anyway, my name's Mark. And I'm Stephanie. That's right. And as I've been telling you all evening, the phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. They are a company that handles accounts receivable. And you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, has been a big supporter of Free Talk Live for a very long time. And if you perhaps got into the line of work you got into in order to do whatever that was and not do accounts receivable, Maybe SACL CAI uh, can help you with your accounts receivable and collections. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Let's go to Ed in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Faith is believing what you know ain't so. Is that what it is? is, that what it is? <laughs> Mark Twain. Okay. It's always got a quote. I, l- hey, I love your also, quotes. Uh, <laughs> The argument from inconsistent revelation. Uh, I don't know if Stephanie, I think, was pointing out. This this guy believes this, this guy believes that. That means 99% of them have got to be wrong. Yep, somebody's wrong, certainly. And uh, and this stuff, to me, is just a moot point because... I'd agree with you on that. I asked Stephanie the other day, Mark, you have a child. That's true. If he gets hurt tonight, are you going to take him to a church or a hospital? <laughs> <laughs> right. It depends on what kind you of injury he gets. I try to avoid hospitals. Uh, if I figure that's where well, people you go. see what I'm saying. Go to get <laughs> die, go to die. Words, whatever you do, let me, are you going to uh, pour olive oil on him and pray for him? Or are you going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm not going to pour olive oil on anything I'm not going to eat. Right. Hey, they always, people always use reason until they can't in religion, mm. don't yeah. they? Sure. Yeah. Then they have to take that leap of faith and as Twain says, faith is believing what you know ain't so. Alright, here we go and then y'all can stop me. All right. Morality is doing what is right no matter what you're told. Mm. Faith is doing what you're told no matter what is right. Mm. I like that okay, quote, this, yeah. and I think, and it, I think it, what it shows is the danger of organized religion and how it can be used to uh, any religion. I, I, I don't know that that's that's so. I mean, any religion is no one's in in my religion. No one's telling me what to do. Okay. All right. Here we go. Delusion, a fixed false belief that is resistant to reason or confrontation with actual facts. That's the way I look at it. And I brought and up here we go. the okay, that go I brought up the similarities of uh, you know the faith based beliefs in uh, the Big Bang theory and the multiverse theory. At least there's some evidence for the Big Bang theory. It, it, the evidence is only as good as being passed down from one um, authority, whether that authority is preacher or a scientist. Right, but but the difference is the religions try to convert you. You don't think that atheists now, are out there to convert you? Stephanie, Stephanie make, you know, has been making positive statements all evening long. Well, I, I mean, it, they're not trying to convert you or condemn you to a hell. No, and I think that hell is a, uh, as I've said, is aggressive uh, is an aggressive claim. Okay, do y'all know what uh, Pascal's wager is? Yes. Right. And why don't you okay, refresh it, our listeners' yeah, memory? Needs to know what that is. No, I was trying to put it on y'all. I do know. Oh well, Pascal's uh, wager is well, if you if you assume that well, there. It, if you don't know whether there's a God, you might as well assume that there is because um, right. then you, you'll you live your life according to what God wants. And even if there's no God, then nothing happens. But if there is a God, then you'll go to heaven. Right. That there's more value yeah. in believing in a God than there is in not believing in a God. However, I disagree with this because... Oh, yeah. It can really be a big damper on your life. I've met you... a lot of people <laughs> who, who live a life uh, in believing in God that is doesn't look like much fun at all. No. 
Well, see, I, I like the atheist wager. You should live your life and try to make the world a better place for you being in it, whether or not you believe in God. Yeah. If there is no God, you have lost nothing and, and will be remembered finally by those left behind. If there is a benevolent God, he will judge you on your merits and not just on whether or not you believed in him. Okay. And also, if he gives us reason, why not use it? And then we cannot be condemned for something that a so-called God gave us. So to me, hmm. you have to be atheist. Well, I can see. <laughs> I hear a lot of, of a lot of rebellion against condemnation in, in what you're saying, and I agree with you when it comes down to it. I think that any God that would send you to hell uh, for simply not believing the, you know, with the, the, the flimsy claims that uh, have been made here as to, you know, Jesus Christ being my personal savior, I, I, you know, any God that's going to send me to hell for refusing to believe that, but having lived a, a quite a good life, in my opinion, attempting to live a, a moral life is an evil individual. I mean, if God understands all of human time, even if that time is only 6,000 years, whatever the um, person might believe then God knew that cameras were coming around, and in the year 2000, he could have brought Jesus in the year 2000 and uh, had cameras. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I need some better evidence, some kind of evidence. Right. I mean, the guy walked around on Earth for 33 years, didn't so much as write his name on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, this is just hey, hey, Mark, really I, flimsy I, I, evidence. Well, when I talk about this to uh, people, you know, I always say, look, why don't you just pop out of the sky every now and then or just Feel the sky. Hey, up, say, I'm, hey here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching you. It's ridiculous. But here you go. I'm going to leave you all with this. It's J.L. Mackey. Here it is. In its simplest form, the problem is this God is omnipotent, God is wholly good, and yet evil exists. So either he's all powerful or he isn't. I'm Talk sorry. Restate it. I, I, something oh, sounds like it might have cut out. Yeah, I'm on a cell. I apologize. My landline's out. Okay. But, uh, He's saying that uh, God God is omnipotent. Yep. God is wholly good. Yep. And yet evil exists. Mm. Therefore, something doesn't square there. Yeah. Therefore, <laughs> to me, it's a lot of bunk. Yeah. And I'll get off there. There Thanks you go, the Ed. Thanks. 855-450-3733. Many Christians will believe that there's this, uh, the, the God's intention is to show that uh, there's a... Um, that good will win out, um, you know, if, if he can just get humans to act in a good way, and that's their explanation. I don't think that that particular statement is very motivating to people. I haven't really heard that. Um, the idea that uh, since evil exists, God cannot be uh, all good. Mm-hmm. To me, that I don't think that that's motivating. It may or may not be true from a philosophical standpoint, but I think what's more interesting is God's, God's omniscient, which means that he knows everything. Yeah, so everything must be predetermined. And that you can sin in your mind. I can sin in my mind through lust. So how can God know everything but still not sin in his mind? I mean, God oh, well, he must knows know gonna, what it's like to have— He knows you're going to sin in advance. No, no. God <laughs> knows what it's like to have a, a, a threesome, a scat threesome, a gay threesome, with, uh, <laughs> including a goat, right? Like, he knows what the that's like. threesome sounded good, then you he put in the scat. He knows what it's like to <laughs> lust for that. So therefore— uh, you know, where, how do then we... he must be thinking of it. Yeah. yeah, it's like when a cop confiscates your marijuana; he's not possessing the marijuana. Right. Anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's this uh, different being, uh, you know, somehow divorced from reality. Anyhow, eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can call in and talk about anything you want if you want to stay on the atheist theist uh, conversation. Uh, it's all up to you. Eight five. Or we might hear about Swastika Rehabilitation Day. 
Well, that sounds like an interesting day. It sounds like a stupid day. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live, 855-453, SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about, 855-450-3733. But if you're looking for precious metals, you should go to gold.freetalklive.com before you buy anything. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Check them out. Uh, We've got all kinds of gold and silver there. Prices are right there on the website. You can comparison shop before you buy gold and silver from any of these big-name gold purveyors on the Internet. Go check out the prices that Midas Resources has for you. We uh, teamed up with Midas Resources. And whenever you buy gold from gold.freetalklive.com, not only are you getting some of the best prices you can get, gold shipped right to your door and silver, but you're helping Free Talk Live, too. It's gold.freetalklive.com. And for you uh, Ludwig von Mises fans, we do have... Mises Pieces. Mises Pieces. I love them. Yeah, I want right. one. That's right. <laughs> you know, a Free Talk listener, a Free Talk Live listener came up to me at Porkfest and gave me a peace dollar. Oh, yeah. That was really nice of him. Interesting. So this is so maybe someday somebody silver dollar? Yeah, it was 19, uh, 1920s. Yeah, they called them the peace dollars. Mm-hmm. And it says, yeah, it says peace. Yeah. Yeah, they don't Maybe do somebody will give me a Mises piece. We don't someday. do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's war. War, war fiat. 855 <laughs> So, Stephanie, you've got um, a bizarre article. Speaking thing? of religion, we've been talking about this all week. There is a. Um, are you familiar with the Raelians, Mark? Yes. Aren't these the people that tried to get on the comet and died? Um. Are okay, these the ones that, that cloned I, people? That I don't know about, but okay. the Raelians are kind of famous for, like, the women will walk around topless. Okay, I think that they claim to have cloned somebody, too. Maybe, yeah, That's I think that sounds familiar. Um, I'll pull up a little Wikipedia on them, but I just know them from the toplessness and some other crazy antics. I don't know how to spell Raelian, but I'd do it, too. Um, it, it is R-A-E-L-I-A-N. Okay. Um, so, apparently, the Raelians have something that they like to call... Swastika Rehabilitation Day. And in Long Beach, New Jersey, this from philadelphia.cbslocal.com, New Jersey beachgoers were startled over the weekend to see a small plane flying overhead pulling a swastika banner. Twitter was abuzz with tweets from people who saw the plane fly over Long Beach Island on Saturday afternoon. And then they actually published some people's tweets about this. Most people are like, who is this idiot flying a swastika? Um, the group behind. I imagine, yeah. The group behind the flight says it wasn't meant as a representation of hate. The International Raelian Movement says the swastika is actually a symbol of peace and beauty that was corrupted by Nazis in 20th century Germany. (laughs) On its website, the group writes that the flight flight was part of its third swastika rehabilitation day. Uh, You know, I've made the uh, assertion on this show that uh, Hitler ruined the name Adolf for the English-speaking world. Oh, yeah, it disappeared. It's just gone. (laughs) Yeah. And... 
to some extent, I, you know, I know that the in, that Indians, and I mean East Indians, um, they use this uh, the, the swastika turn the other direction, and it means something spiritual to somebody for something. I don't know, uh, but you know, this is a ruined, t- totally a ruined symbol. Mm-hmm. So Raelians, I pulled up a quick re- Wikipedia article on them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, um, you know. Cre- the creation of the universe is very apropos. Realism is a UFO religion that was founded in 1974 uh, by a founder known as Rail. It teaches that life on Earth was scientifically created by a species of extraterrestrials. It's as good an explanation as any until you start looking at that whole uh, fossil record thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if those if were you, put there by Satan to test your faith, I, I love that. Uh, <laughs> it, it really doesn't have a good uh, foundation in, as I understand theology, like Satan you know, doesn't have corporeal form mm-hmm. and can't make things happen in the real world. He can only, you know, the, the Satan and his demons can only affect people's minds in some way, whisper in their ears. I don't know. But uh, the yeah. devil's in you. I don't think that's what makes people gay. You know, some people will claim that the uh, bones <laughs> are, oh, were totally there prior kidding. to the no, um, Noahide flood. Uh huh. So um, that somehow they died then. Uh, aren't there even archaeologists who claim to have found like remnants of Noah's Ark and stuff like that? They, they keep on finding that thing over yeah. and over again. Um, it's the but the, they don't find it on top of the mountains, right? No. Well, they found it. Uh, supposedly, it's it's hidden Turkey, and you just can't get to it. As if Turkey's this difficult place to go and find things. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's go to Lewis. Lois, I'm not sure. Montana, you're on Free Talk Live. Is it Lewis or Lois? Lord. Hi. Hi. Uh, one, one of the topics that I'd like to bring up is, uh, you know, when we leave this planet, we don't have a body. And the amount of energy that we put into this Earth, being positive or negative, is where we end up, is my belief. And the more that we uh, put in the positive, the more positive energy we end up, like uh, people that con- concentrate on forgiveness. They become part of that energy of forgiveness. They become part of people that uh, concentrate on forgiveness become. I'm sorry, Lois. It's really hard to hear hear you through your phone. People that uh, concentrate on forgiveness become part of what? Part of uh, the energy of forgiveness. You know, we don't have bodies when we leave this planet. I'm all for I'm all for making the world a better place. I I like that. I I don't believe that. You know, I believe that once people die. That's it. You know, there's there's nothing. They just don't exist anymore. But it, yeah, to leave a legacy, to leave some ideas behind for the world, to change it for the better. Uh, yeah, right on. And where the the fanatic or negative negative uh, balance comes from is that energy of people not uh, being on the on the positive and have uh, been to, into the negative, and they all. They all become part of that negative energy, and it becomes one. And when people are positive, everything's made up of an atom. Energy, everything's made up of an atom. The Earth is made up of a positive and negative soul, or a positive negative energy. And how people, how people can uh, relate to uh, not uh, having a creator. Well, the creator. I'm Native American. You know, and I'm everything else, but understanding how we are all part. And I died. And I went out there. You have and died. I, I know. Yeah, I know what it feels like. How'd you come back? Are you calling us from the other side? <laughs> oh, <laughs> might as well. Anyway, 
Uh, by, by, uh, Lois, I'm sorry. Your phone's breaking up here. If you can get back on another phone, then uh, we can uh, talk to you. But here, it's it's just it's just too difficult to hear. I'm I'm sorry. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with our lines. I don't know. Maybe the connection's always a little spotty from the uh, other world. That's you know, right. When you die and call us <laughs> from the dead. She says fear. Did she say beer? Did she say fear? I'm not sure. <laughs> Is it an aunt of yours? Okay, okay. Well, the the whole like positive and negative energy thing. It's a, a little woo uh, for me. But but. I think that if you live in a positive way, that your life's going to be better and more sure. positive. And, sure. you know, I, I get that. I don't think there's the. It's one of these Pascal kind of uh, conundrum situations again is, well, why not live in a, in a positive fashion? Because your life will be better. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Colin in Chicago. Colin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. It's definitely not I, your phone. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I heard you talking about the whole uh, ruining Adolf for the. Western speaking world, whatever it was. Like, I had a yeah, the name Ad- the, the name Adolf or Adolf is uh, largely ruined for the Western speaking world. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And uh, I had a funny little story from my high school German class when back in high you know, This was the mid early mid nineties, and we had to to pick German name, and I picked Adolf. And of course, the instructor was horrified that I would do this. <laughs> but um, you know, growing up in Iowa. We hunted uh, an old German farmer who had immigrated. I think he was first generation. His name was Adolf Pettinger. Mm-hmm. And he was nice enough to allow us to hunt pheasants on his land. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it was really terrible that this nice old man's first name had become synonymous you know, with everything out- evil. <laughs> and so I decided, like, I'm going to be Adolf to make Adolf Pettinger's name good again. And I'm so, going to sure win back like Adolf for the good people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring back Adolf. And, uh, yeah, it's like one guy ruined the name. And there are probably hundreds of thousands of perfectly good Adolf in the <laughs> world back then. But Indeed. Like, well, I'm just going to do my little part for that. Well, I... I, I wish you luck, Colin. We <laughs> it's all an interesting have our story. personal battles. <laughs> yeah. I'm personally going to just leave that one alone. <laughs> I, I would suspect anybody would name their child Adolf of being a white supremacist. 855-450-3733. I may be wrong. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. I guess we can slide you in here in the final segment of the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. That's the last time I'm going to give that number because, uh, you know, they'll either call in or they won't. Uh, yeah, Stephanie, you've got a well, – I guess I should tell everybody real quick about uh, the AMP program. Oh, please, yeah. At amp.freetalklive.com, you can join our little Mouseketeer Club. Uh, there's a couple. There's a few perks that we try to make available to you. But really, it's about 
liking what Free Talk Live does. And what Free Talk Live does is bring forth different ideas in the arena of human interaction. We attempt to posit the idea that people do not need to threaten other people to get what they want. And if you believe that that is a valuable uh, thought process, uh, then you should support Free Talk Live for that reason, because your AMP dollars help us to get on more radio stations and bring this message to more people in the popular radio format. You can have whatever favorite hosts you have out there in the interwebs, and I think you should support them too. But Free Talk Live does something different than what they do. We bring that message to radio audiences all across the mm, United States. Very unique. And uh, the, the world uh, with the podcast. Um, so that's amp.freetalklive.com. Stephanie? Well, Mark, did you know that if you go to Scottsdale, Arizona, you could go to jail for feeding the ducks? Well, that's foul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you must be a quack if you uh, send someone <laughs> to jail. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, feeding the ducks at Chap- Chaparral Park has become a happy daily ritual in Scottsdale for Scottsdale kids and moms. On Friday... Nothing it, wrong with feeding some ducks. It becomes it, a crime. The, um, <laughs> the radio sales industry where people do outside sales, I think this is probably often used in outside sales, but I don't know. I've only done outside sales um, in radio. And uh, I now do it inside because obviously I have to call around the nation rather than around a small community like I'd used to. But that would, you know, the idea would be going out. The, the, the claim was is that you'd go out and you'd feed the ducks. If you were unsuccessful in uh, selling radio that particular day or week or whatever, that you had gone out and fed the ducks. You had done something unproductive as opposed <laughs> to, uh, to you know, visiting with clients and attempting to sell radio. So that's, Interesting. That's the, uh, the, 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 I guess the analogy. Mm. Yeah. So did you, did you get tarred is, and feathered if you didn't? No. no. <laughs> and actually, funny enough, this article, the author's name is Beth Duckett. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, it's from azcentral.com. So anyway, feeding AZ the ducks. Central is a legitimate website. I'm just beginning to wonder if it's from theonion.com. Yeah. On Friday, it becomes a crime to feed the ducks, apparently. Just Friday? Um, Fridays? Only so, Fridays? Um, this was written on June 14th, so I assume it was that week Okay. Um, that some law went into effect, but we'll see. Duck Plagued feeding is by- now illegal. Yeah, uh, plagued by growing flocks of geese, ducks, and pigeons, attracted by food hangouts that are fouling the footpaths ha, 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 in the water. These have to be done this way. <laughs> you cannot write newspaper articles without doing this. Or else you'd be a bird brain. Yeah. Scottsdale officials are banning people from feeding the birds. Anyone caught throwing crumbs to the ducks could end up being cited, fined, or even jailed under the new law that goes into effect Friday. Can you imagine some city politician or bureaucrat decided that it would be a good idea to throw people in jail. They only have one ducks. tool. They really do. When they you really have a hammer, have everything looks like a nail. <laughs> they only, you know, that's really all they've got. They've got fines. They've got, and, and really fines are actually uh, imprisonment anyway, because it's if just you don't a, pay, it's just yeah. a bo- essentially a bond for not going to jail. Yeah. So, um, because if you don't pay it, you're going to go to jail. So all they've got is the threaten, uh, the threat of, the penitentiary, where putting you in some place where you feel penitent. Yeah, it's hard to imagine anybody thinking to themselves, wow, it was really morally wrong of me to feed that duck. Right. Chances are they're going to get out of there and say, whoa, I'm never going to get caught feeding ducks again. <laughs> or I'm going to get out of this town. These people are knucking futs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, officials say it's not a question of being killjoys, but a serious matter of keeping the parks clean and safe, protecting the birds it's about the birds. We have to save the birds. The birds and- are fine. <laughs> it's about the bird poop in the in the the uh, park. Right. I think is what their complaint is. And saving money by clamping down on a practice that has become a feeding frenzy. What's the saving money part? 
Well, they say people aren't just throwing a few scraps to the birds. They are throwing whole bags of bread into the water and even emptying garbage bags of stale bread onto the grass and paths beside the lake. Okay. There is a big concern with people feeding abundant amounts of food. Now, I... I seem to re- understand something about like some birds, if you feed them too much bread, like they'll just keep eating it and then it kind of expands in their stomachs uh-huh. and it can cause them some serious problems and they can die from it, actually. I've heard that. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Horses, don't quote me on that. If, uh, they eat too, the horses will just keep eating alfalfa till they die. Um, that you just can't feed. Wow, it's hard to imagine eating so much alfalfa that it kills you. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's hard to imagine how much a horse can eat, too. Yeah. Well, dogs, when they eat chocolate, you know, even a little bit of chocolate can can kill them. them. Yeah. Yeah, And xylitol, too, is another, it's like a little, um, a sugar that's in like gum and toothpaste and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Don't feed your dogs toothpaste? Right. Okay, well. Don't feed them gum, either. That just seems cruel. Mm, yeah, I mean, but gum, sometimes they can get it. Gum isn't just a food. It's, it isn't just an activity. It's a concept. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, dogs don't have that concept. <laughs> dogs don't think to themselves, I will chew this little piece of rubber and enjoy it. <laughs> That's not where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, I suppose they could get it if somebody spits it out or whatever. But in this case, they're actually dumping like entire trash bins full of stale bread onto the lawn. So I could see how that would be a problem. But I mean, don't they have a littering uh, ordinance or something like that? And it's kind of also a tragedy of the commons issue. Well, because people want to feed the ducks. I mean, you yeah. know, they want to do something nice for the ducks. And, and if there's a public park, you know, they, supposedly everybody owns it. So why can't they come and feed the ducks there? Yeah, I think that um, <laughs> it's uh, this is a tough decision. And I do think a tragedy of the commons really comes down to it. Because mm-hmm. if you had a private park into which you would allow anyone to come to, uh, you know, view your ducks, perhaps even uh, toss a few crumbs to your ducks. And then some flaming mupron thought that it was a good idea to dump a garbage <laughs> bag full of stale hot dog buns on the uh, lawn of your um, your park that you're trying to make available to the, the community as a whole. The only thing you tool you really have is, okay, look, man, you can't dump a garbage bag full of bread here for the fowl. Sorry, all it's going to do is befoul, uh, cause more fowl to come, and then they will befoul the park, and this isn't yeah. really what we're looking to do. Or maybe some education would be a better um, way to handle this problem, like how some about, signs that say, hey, did you know that this can actually hurt the birds? You don't want to hurt them, do you? And here's how, about, how to feed them safely. Money, these the things that parks do, where they give you a certain, you know, you, you insert a quarter, you get a handful of uh, duck uh, yeah. feed. Mm-hmm. Only feed the ducks the duck feed. Yep. Um, you know, like change the rules. Look, essentially, we we can't have ducks eating enriched white bread. Ducks were not evolved to eat enriched white bread. Frankly, I don't believe humans were either. No. And, <laughs> um, and so please keep all your enriched, enriched white bread at home where you can feed it to all the birds you want. But at <laughs> this park, you can feed the ducks the prescribed duck feed that we will give you at 25 cents per handful and you'll you know pay to keep the park cleaner or something like that so how much do you think the fine is mark want to take a guess 150 bucks higher really Mm -hmm. wow they they must be serious give me another guess a thousand dollars 750 Seven hundred and fifty dollars. It's just all arbitrary for these folks. I mean, yeah, you know, it's just arbitrary. I mean that that is a fine that some people might actually fight. You know, like, and how are they going to prove? They're going to have to have video or or pictures of the person feeding the ducks. 
You know, I don't think the fine matters. I mean, $75, $750? Yep. Would anybody, I mean, if, if well, somebody's going to Well, if it's $5, people are going to be more likely to just pay it. Like sure. it's a parking ticket. Absolutely. Um, there's there's people that would say, I'm gonna I'm willing to pay five bucks for a, but I think that the $75, they'd be more likely to pay. They mm-hmm. won't fight a $75 ticket, I don't think. But, you know, maybe that's just me. Mm, yeah, most people won't probably. But I think that they're they're just. I, I think that this is how divorced they are from reality. Is when they come up with these these numbers. Um, yeah. Like, oh, we've got to have the right number, and they're just so. It's it's just so weird the well, way. Well, it says up with they them. could face fines of up to seven hundred and fifty dollars and jail time. So you might not even just get off with a seven hundred and fifty dollar fine if you feed the ducks. Well, could maybe this to, is one of these uh, situations where if you do this long enough um, and with a much you know sort of recalcitrance over time they'll give it to you like the first one is uh, the $75 fine the second one is a $200 fine mm-hmm. the third one is a $500 fine the fourth one is $750 and two weeks in jail because you apparently don't learn <laughs> yeah i mean i just don't even know what to say has it come to this have we have to have a rule and a law for every little tiny thing that people might possibly do Really? I guess you can't solve the, anything. I guess the short answer is yes. Yeah. Because no matter what, um, somebody is always going to screw it up. There's always what if somebody it's a up, kid? out there. What if it's a little kid who's feeding the ducks? They'll probably go after their parents. Probably. I yeah, because the parents have money. My, I mean, that just shows what it's all about. My doesn't generally go places on his own. Yeah. It, doesn't, it does, certainly doesn't go prepared with uh, stale bread in yeah. those places. <laughs> I mean, if, if he had a sandwich and decided to feed it to the ducks instead, and you're like, no! Yeah. Then I don't think that's fair, but, you know, otherwise... It's all unfair. Freetalklive.com. You can get check that out in the meantime. We'll be back in 21 short hours, 7 p to 10 p Eastern time. It's been Mark with you. And Stephanie. Freetalklive.com.